Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. What's going on with LeBron James's foot, Andy? How big a problem is this going to be? That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked on Lakers uh, your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, sometimes on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, You are getting fresh Lakers content that is always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. And Locked on Lakers, the exploding YouTube channel, it is it is going viral, Andy, I think is is what the kids say. That's Um, what the numbers say, if nothing else. That's right. Um, And so. Big support for that channel. Uh, the The traffic is increasing. the 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 interaction between uh, you guys on that channel is is increasing a lot. We're seeing all kinds of great stuff that that are is is giving us inspiration for segments on the show. Um, so thank you very much for the support there. We really appreciate it. Please uh, keep supporting it. Keep keep leaving comments on it, and get get all your friends to subscribe. You're all very popular people. Uh, get your friends to subscribe. So uh, the Lakers lose. In uh, Brooklyn on Monday, final score there, 121 to 104. We talked about this, uh, Andy, going into the game that, you know, this was in part becoming kind of a scheduled loss because um, the Lakers sat LeBron James and they sat Anthony Davis for maintenance or so we hoped it was revealed. And we'll get to the little bit bits of the game that are relevant uh, in a second here, but it was hoped that it was just maintenance, but Darvin Ham said before the game that LeBron's dealing some pretty significant pain in the foot that's kind of got and foot and ankle that's had him questionable basically for every game this season. Yeah, and piggybacking onto that, Darvin was non-committal about the prospect of LeBron playing tonight against the Knicks. Um, he's going to have everything evaluated, obviously, uh, to this morning. But uh, reading a quote from uh, a tweet, I should say, from Christian Winfield, who covers the Nets, um, when asked if the Lakers were worried LeBron would miss extended time, given the phrasing of his description of Bron's foot soreness, Darwin said, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. That could be taken. No. That's not no. I was going to say, that could be taken a couple different ways. And, and look, I, I, I guess... I really wish that Christian Winfield had been a little bit more, uh, I think, explicit with tone because Mm -hmm. it could have been like, oh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. (laughs) Calm down, everybody. Or it could have been, yeah, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. But let me tell you something. If the answer is no, you can get ahead of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. if like ask me if I'm concerned about like my foot, you know, keeping me out of work tomorrow. Nope, nope, not at all concerned. No worries about getting ahead of yourself there, Andy. If the answer is no, we're not concerned, then no, you don't have to worry about getting ahead of yourself. Um, and you know, this gets to an interesting question because you know, we were asked, you, you, you know, you said on Twitter, you know, following the game once we you know on 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 uh the the Sunday's game and then then you know on Monday when uh we learned the news that you know especially the LeBron would be playing that the, you know the hope is that it's not more 
than something just like maintenance. And but it immediately crossed my mind. Right. The, that they the, made a decision that quickly mm -hmm. immediately crossed my mind. And again, I, I acknowledge the possibility of they just decided, particularly coming off overtime in Boston, that maybe they would need to sit, certainly AD, which it seems like it is purely maintenance. Um, he still hasn't started a game. Right. So in AD's case, I think it really is purely maintenance, but you know that they made that decision that quickly could have just been expediency, but it had me a bit concerned, and it turned yeah. out my concern warranted. And, you know, like Kobe, LeBron, you almost got to saw LeBron's foot off for him to miss a game, you know, the one visit of the year to, to Madison Square Garden. Um, these are games that players like LeBron, players like Kobe, play, nobody likes to miss the game. You, yeah, skip the Barkley Center. That's fine. Nobody wants to miss the game. The one visit a year to MSG. And he and, was suspended last year. Oh, I'd forgotten that about that. You're right. Yeah. LeBron had been suspended last year because of that skirmish with Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons, the, the mm. one where LeBron inadvertently left Stewart bloody and Stewart lost his damn mind. <laughs> he was the only really way to put it. He was really upset. Yeah. Um, it was, it's just, it, it, it's, it's sort of, it complicates a little bit, a very interesting question though, that the Lakers have, which is, you know, if this is a playoff game, I'm just going to presume, let's see, for the sake of argument, a playoff game, LeBron can play, um, you know, playoff game. He could play on, on Tuesday. Um, but you know, we're not there yet. And the Lakers are in this big hole now. They're back to five games under 500. Um, and it's, you know, they got a difficult road trip to finish out here and all that. And, like, where do you draw the line here on, on uh, you know, when these rest games have? I got an interesting tweet from uh, Parker Swenson, uh, at Parker Swenson 10 on Twitter. Um and by the way, I don't know if it's he or she because the profile picture is uh, a, a man and 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 a girlfriend or a wife or someone. And then the insert picture are the same two people. And Parker Swenson can be a boy's name or a girl's name. So I don't know which one of you sent this tweet or who owns the account. But whoever it is asks, at what point in this season do the Lakers stop taking these scheduled losses? It seems to me they gave up that luxury after a 2-10 and ten start. And I get the sentiment, but the answer is, to me at least, is still you you can't give up those scheduled losses because if either one of those guys gets hurt, like in a meaningful, sustained way, every game becomes a sustain, uh, a scheduled loss at that point. Yeah, I mean, you can't reasonably expect a 38-year-old in year 20 with LeBron's mileage to just play through blank. Like in the regular season, you know, in the playoffs, yeah. I, and I think LeBron, basically, if it is humanly possible, would play through basically anything. Mm -hmm. But you know, there there is a pragmatic, practical matter involved with if you run LeBron too far into the ground and really exacerbate something going on with the foot or the ankle or the groin that has been problematic ever since he joined this team, he could end up missing enough games that whether or not he could play through the playoffs is an irrelevant question because the Lakers won't make it. Right. But 
I think for a lot of fans, it becomes difficult when they keep hearing LeBron talk about having no margin for error, which is true. But then it seems like the team and in some respects, LeBron is accepting the idea of scheduled losses. It's like basically there is an argument for being practical on both sides, like both sides of this argument can make a case for being practical and realistic. I would say that the margin, the the fact, the reason that there is no margin for error is in part because stuff like this is baked in. Um, you know, there is a limit as to what you can do physically with with the roster with LeBron and AD. Because look, as much as, and we'll talk about this in the next segment because it, Lakers social media lakers twitter i'm sure the youtube channel tomorrow is just it was almost it was a combination of sad and angry it was sangry um it was and i think people are just frustrated like there's this invisible wall that seems to prevent the lakers who have shown tremendous promise at different times uh you know in terms of just being able to be a valid team this year like you know what this is a team worth resurrecting they play really hard um, they're actually much easier to root for than last year's team, probably even a couple of years ago's team. Um, but they, they can't, play hard. They play right. hard all the time. They do not all the give time. up in games. They didn't give up in this game. Like they, no. you know, they, they, they lost by a good spread, but it was ultimately because they got out to an early deficit. They rallied pretty hard. You know, in the third quarter, they they took the lead again, but. You know, they had always this combination of self-imposed mistakes combined with no margin for error. Right, because it's it's, who's the best player? Let's okay. let's do this after the break, because like I said, there's this sort of sense that I'm getting from fans, frustration building up and and, and almost a resignation that it doesn't matter what they do. They can't get real forward momentum. So let's talk about that next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. Super Bowl is coming up, and we are excited about having our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. If you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. Explain why. They have great, many, many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers, you, join today, get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads, the player props, and you can combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with the same game parlay. It's all on an app that is safe, secure, super easy to use. So football fans, big game coming up. Do not miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets. Win or lose at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Um, So, you know, on this topic, Andy, of, of scheduled losses or or whatever you want to call it, like, I, I feel like it's baked in, but... You know, th- th- this is this is just where they like the the whole team. Even when they when they make progress, it's still based on and doesn't work without 
LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing at sort of an all-world level. Like both of those guys have to be not just good, but great. And that elevates the rest of the roster, which maybe a little bit better than we gave it credit for, certainly has had its moments. Different players have ebbed and flowed, but there always seems to be enough there to make the team competitive every night. But I I just can't get past the idea that you have to treat LeBron and AD with the utmost of care, no matter what the record says, because beyond the moral aspects of playing guys when they shouldn't, they like you said, they just can't win if those guys aren't healthy. Well, they can't win big picture. Like they 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 are not going to be in the position to really try to make playoff noise if those guys end up hurting themselves because they shouldn't be out on the floor in the first place. But if they're not out on the floor in the first place, you're not going to put yourself in a position where you could even make a playoff run that you're looking to preserve them for. And that's the catch-22. That's the double-edged sword. And what I think is really interesting about this, beyond the fact that there, there really is no correct, perfect way to handle it, you know, and this got exacerbated by the Lakers getting off to a two and ten start, and an AD missing how you know half the season essentially. Yeah, basically. And you know, let's be honest: if the Western Conference were not an unusual outlier for this season, they'd be cooked. They'd be done already. Like the the, the right. this is a, 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 a Western Conference with with incredible parity and. The opportunity to get in, all you got to do is be the tenth seed to get play it. Right. I mean, in in any normal season, even a normal season with a play in, the Lakers might already be, for all intents and purposes, save a miracle. Done. What makes this, though, I think, really an interesting question beyond just how it affects this season is it speaks to the complications of a team that is built around LeBron James in year 20, next year in year 21, and Anthony Davis, fragile while in his prime. And on one hand, you have these two players that are awesome together. They are perfectly matched. They play extremely well off each other. They really enjoy playing with each other. They enjoy each other off the court. They are, by all appearances, really tight. They have great chemistry as people and as teammates. And obviously, if those two are healthy, regularly available, you can build around that. Mm -hmm. But if they are not, and in particular, if Anthony Davis is not regularly available because he's the one that logically should be available more, it speaks to the difficulties and complications and questions that come with this. Like, no matter what you think of Rob Palinka and Jeannie Buss as the highest shot callers in this organization and mistakes that they've made that we've covered ad nauseum, doesn't change the fact that they have a legitimately complicated question heading into the trade line, trade deadline, and heading into this offseason. Like, what do you do? Is a this would be a difficult question for right. whoever you well, think is the I, best I GM think, in the league. I must think if you're looking these guys. For- I think if you're looking for hopeful signs, the the Hachimura deal at least points to the idea that they might try to, instead of swinging for the fences and instead of doing, quite frankly, the Laker thing, which is 
you know, stars are bust or whatever it is, take this $30 million that they've got to work with and chop it up into a few different pieces. And some of that maybe goes to Hachimura in an extension. And we'll see how he plays for the rest of the year. Obviously that makes a difference. And, you know, he did some good things, but it's, I'll say, I'll, I'll make a second point here in a second, but like, if that's what they do, then immediately takes them out of the running for any of the the bigger name free agents, even especially in kind of a thin year. Um, now you're talking about adding maybe another player through a trade, or you sign a guy for twelve million and trade for another eight million dollar guy into space, or whatever it might be, and you're building up depth as opposed to doing it, you know, these big swings and just saying we have so much star talent, we're going to fill it in with minimum guys because. Look, I mean, Troy Brown played, I mean, I, I, I think his best game as a Laker on, on, uh, on Monday, would you, would you disagree? 10, you know, 11 points, 17 rebounds, four assists. He had two turnovers, um, you know, with all that in 31 minutes, made some great passes, handled the Career ball. Career highs played. in both rebounds, 17 and also offensive rebounds. He had yeah. seven offensive rebounds. He was, he was great. Um, you know, it was hard to, you know, Thomas Bryant, seven of eight from the floor, nine rebounds, 18 points. Like Wendy Gabriel scored nine straight points. Right. But these are all fundamentally limited players. And like, you're, you're asking a lot to kind of hit the lottery with minimum guys every year. Bryant, as good as he is offensively, really is not good on the other end of the floor. He tries. He's game. He's not. He's not lazy on as a defender. He's just not very good at it. Um, you know, Wenyan had some great moments in this game. He's also minus eighteen, and I realize that's not always the best shorthand. Lonnie Walker's defense, quite frankly, has fallen off a cliff. And like so, it's there's a you know people would be like, oh, he's just a ten million dollar guy, twelve million dollar. He's just an average NBA player. Average means that half the guys in the league are worse. Like average is meaningfully important in this league. If you have two guys who were elite, like the Lakers do three or four who are above average and like four average guys like that, you have a really good team. People kind of poo poo average. Like it sucks. No sucks. Sucks. Average is good. You know, it means you're, you're right in the middle. The Lakers yeah. need more right in the middle. Yeah. And you know, I mean, in this game in particular, the two of the three, I would say between Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, and Rory Hachimura, like the guys that you would look towards to really step up in terms of scoring, you know, Russ and Schroeder had brutal nights from the field. Russ was five of 15. I believe Schroeder was two, two of 15. 15. You know, Dennis, and, Pat Bev was one of eight. Dennis Schroeder was two of 15. Uh, Hachimura was a more respectable six of 13, right? Um, but still not wildly efficient, but better, you know, you know, 16 points on 13 shots. Um, Westbrook had 17 points on 15 shots. Um, and you know, those are your offensive catalysts, yeah, and, right? And Lonnie and Lonnie Walker, if you want to throw him in there, four of nine for 13, which if you had LeBron and AD out there, that'd be fine. But you see the limitations of asking, these guys, you know, Rory, and bled, they they bled points when Walker was on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one thing to ask Rui Hachimura to be 
your fourth or fifth option. He is very well suited for that. It's another thing to ask him to be your first, second, maybe your third. That is the reason that ultimately the Wizards decided he was expendable, which yep. doesn't mean he can't be useful for this player, uh, this team at full strength. You and I both like this deal, and we like the idea of the Lakers taking a pretty low-cost flyer on him. Minimum, like I think this year the Lakers have done much, much better with their minimum, you know, veterans minimum guys this year than last year. Like their veterans minimum guys have been far better this year than last. Yes, year. and they were the but but it's still for still and, a disadvantage. We're, we're gonna have we're gonna have a discussion about Darwin. I think probably deeper on another day. Um, and they're I don't mean this to to absolve him of criticism, especially on a night like Monday where you're missing your two stars and you're missing Austin Reeves. The the shortcoming you can't mix and match these players who are might have one skill and are lacking in other places. And like it gets really hard to mix and match these guys, even players that Wang and Gabriel that fans like, or, you know, people want to see Max Christie in the lineup. Go take a look at Max Christie's net rating in the last 15 games. He's not having, you know, I think he's going to be a good player in this league and he's had good moments and you can get by playing Christie. I think more, most effectively kind of like Reeves last year when he's with LeBron, when he's with AD, when he's surrounded by a structure, Games like Monday, you can't yeah. do it. Like he's, he he's, he's getting torched. He had a and, rough go. And, you know, he's just, he's had a rough go because he's a 19 year old second round pick. And so, you know, he just hasn't been effective, even if you see, oh, he made a jump shot here. He made the floor time doesn't reflect a lot of impact. Whereas with Reeves last year, you could kind of look at him and be like, or Caruso, like you could kind of keep looking and be like, the, the numbers sustain themselves in terms of net rating and all these other things that, that you can kind of look at as shorthand. Um, so we'll get to some of these Darwin hit things uh, over the course of the week. I do want to note uh, a very, very controversial member of the Lakers roster had a very uh, cool milestone tonight. And Lakers fans, uh, not all of them really uh, were interested in that. Uh, so we'll talk about Russell Westbrook next. So Andy Russell Westbrook on Monday moved into the top 10 all-time in assists. That is really impressive. Yep. Um and I'm trying I, I made the mistake of of clicking off um the tweet. Um here we go. This so you you very graciously Andy you said um, in light of Russell Westbrook hitting number 10 on the all-time assist list, I also thought about how he's currently third and 30, 33rd in scoring, which is remarkably high for a prolific playmaker. Case in point, the only players higher than him on both lists are Oscar Robertson and LeBron. Yeah. Not everyone, Andy, was here for your praise. This from Waleed Chowdhury um uh follows us on twitter yeah this is not the time to be mentioning his accomplishments not only do we not care they're the reason his play is at a level it is right now given how they feed his ego and make him needlessly defiant and boneheaded so um also congratulations i think the subtext of that was also but congratulations but you get you know there was a lot of that going around tonight nobody is interested in russell westbrook's accomplishments yeah well you know whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it gets. I, I mention this because it gets to the frustration of this season. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it doesn't get to the frustration of this season. This gets to the frustration of Russell Westbrook's entire tenure as a Laker. 
Yes, and also in some way, in well, in some ways too, it, it speaks to who Russell Westbrook has been his mm -hmm. whole career, which is very polarizing. Other than I think, really, the one season that you know, the the year that he won MVP, and the season where he really had to go it alone, and I think was seen in a lot of ways as an underdog. You know, especially after Kevin Durant went to the Warriors and basically stacked the championship team to a place where, assuming everybody was healthy, they were absolutely unbeatable. And Westbrook committed long-term to the small market Thunder. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think that was the one year where Russ was really considered, again, kind of an underdog bucking the odds. But he's been polarizing his whole career. The last few years he was with Durant. He was seen as the guy not just holding back the Thunder, but holding back Durant himself. And he's been polarizing in all these other stops where he's been a journeyman, frankly. And he's been polarizing as a Laker. And I get where people feel that way. And I'm not looking to argue it. It doesn't change the fact that being among three people this high on both lists for scoring and assists is effing incredible. Like it doesn't, both yeah. things can be true at once. Russell Westbrook can be an incredibly frustrating experience, and he is an incredibly unique talent in NBA history. Both can be true. There are still people who ask, like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's, are we sure Russell Westbrook is a Hall of Famer? <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Yeah, We're 100. Is, is he the Hall of Famer I would build my team around? He is not. Is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, he is. Um, you know, people ask that about Dwight Howard. Like, you know, because, you know, the second half of his career was obviously pretty checkered. It's like, yes, Dwight Howard is a first ballot. If Dwight Howard never played for the Lakers, just walked away from the game after Orlando, he was a Hall of Famer. It's like, stop, people. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. I got a tweet um, from at Lake Show underscore Royco, Logan's Heroes. Does Russ have the greatest delta between his numbers and real contribution to high level winning out of anybody in NBA history, in sports history? Or is that an unfair slash inaccurate characterization? I don't have as much historical knowledge, so I'm genuinely curious. Um, you know, I'm not a true basketball NBA historian, even though I think I know the history of the sport reasonably well. I actually think it's an unfair characterization because I'm looking right now, for example, Russell Westbrook has been part of teams that made the playoffs 11 out of 12 consecutive seasons. Like Russell Westbrook has been a part of a lot of winning has he been the focal point or driving force of a championship team? No. Has he always been a wholly reliable force of postseason wins? No. Again, he is an imperfect player. But Russell Westbrook, by any reasonable measure, has been around a lot of winning. He just has. It is, it is one thing you and I have, we've stressed this a lot, Brian like in our time covering the league, which is we've done it a lot interacting with fans and, and we like it. Like we like that part of it. But one thing we've come to realize is particularly among Laker fans who have been spoiled by a lot of winning, you lose sight of how hard it is. Winning is hard in this league. It's really 
hard. Russell Westbrook has been around a lot. Yeah, a lot of winning. A lot of it. He's winning a title. Winning titles. I mean, it's a it's a Jordan thing, and it's the count the rings thing, and whatever. But yeah, and in this town, it's a Kobe thing. It is. We have reduced winning in basketball to the will and talent of individual people. Um, You know, as if you know Steve Nash somehow just wasn't strong enough and didn't gird up his loins enough to win a title. Like he was, he played a game where he couldn't stop bleeding (laughs) from his face. I, and Carl Malone just, you know, I mean, say what you want about Carl, but as a basketball player, hard to argue with, you know, Carl Malone as a, as, as your guy, you know, it's like if, if, if Jordan doesn't take two years off, Elijah Wan may not win a title. You're gonna tell me Hakeem Elijah didn't have the eye of the tiger or whatever you need. But like so much of this is just luck and circumstances. Like I, I, one of my favorite exchanges with Kobe that I think gets to the mindset of these guys is I asked him once we were talking about um, kind of the what ifs, like what if you had been drafted, you know, Jersey is like, you know, stop it with your voodoo, Jerry West, you know, we're going to take Kobe. We're going to draft him. And Jersey was a a very perfectly credible organization at that point. Um, I was like, do you think you win five titles? You think you have the same level of success that you have? Or just Charlotte keeps him. Whatever. However you want to do it. I say, he said, absolutely. He said, I'd figured it out. And to some extent, there is truth to that. Like, he still, I think, would have, like, all the things that made Kobe, Kobe, he would have been in the gym at four in the morning in New Jersey. He would have been, you know, you annoying people with his intensity in charlotte he would have all of that stuff would have stayed 100 percent true but those organizations also wouldn't have gotten shaquille o'neal and they wouldn't have gotten all the others it's like they might not have traded for like you need the context and luck and all of these other things matter and russell westbrook has things about him that make him very difficult to build perfect teams around he is an imperfect superstar in that regard um, in the same way, like Allen Iverson was an imperfect superstar, whatever, but it doesn't mean Allen Iverson's not a hall of famer. There's just like, we, we have this thing, like, wouldn't it be great? Max Kellerman, our, our old colleague at ESPN said this beautifully about Kobe. He says about it, but it would be great if they were even greater. Like if, you know, nobody's perfect. You could find though, those tiny little flaws in a guy like Kobe and fix them or Westbrook and fix They're bigger in Westbrook and fix them. But, just because they could be greater doesn't mean that they aren't great. And, you know, Westbrook is not great anymore. And the Lakers really screwed up by trading for him. But if you're talking about his entire career, stop it. Just stop it. Like he's a, he's a bad influence on this team now, but that's he's been in the league a long time. Russ has been around a lot of winning. And it's, I think you can be as frustrated as hell with this guy and want the Lakers to trade him or just remain upset that they ever made this highly risky move in the first place. I get it. I wasn't wild about it to begin with, but Russ's career. Just as a reminder to people, we did an entire show the week before the trade 
as the rumors were coming out, talking about how it couldn't possibly be true because there's no way the Lakers would make a trade that bad. It was our second highest trafficked podcast of that year. Right. But again, it doesn't change the fact that Russ has had a pretty incredible career. Yep. And let's let's maintain perspective. Um, all right. So uh, Lockdown Lakers, we'll get back to, I promise, we'll get back to all the trashing the guy, you know, all, the, all the things people want. Because he he's not playing well right now. And it's, no, he is it's not. problematic. Um, yes, it even is. Even the, the good moments are balanced by uh, too many bad ones. And his impact on the offense when he tries to cook, so to speak, uh, is is really negative. Uh, <laughs> it's ironic. It is ironic that uh, he ended up passing Peyton tonight because he began the game not looking to pass at all. Mm-mm. He eventually made some brilliant passes. He had 10 assists in this game. He always does. He always but, ends up making brilliant, but they, they're just oof. everything. It's just not, it's too much. It's extra. Yeah, um, it is. But anyway, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show and become part of a great Lakers community that is growing incredibly fast. Thanks to all your support there. Uh, we will be back after Tuesday's game. Hopefully LeBron and AD play. Um, Lakers got to win this one. Then, you know, maybe you go into New Orleans and you steal, you know, that game against a uh, slumping Hornets team. Uh, You got that left on this trip. I'm sorry, Pelicans team. Uh, Wrong, wrong city. Whatever. Anyway, see everyone on, on Wednesday.